0: it's Natasha
1: and Khalil aka KCN
0: and we are the co-hosts of
1: Woken Free. Free.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our eighth episode of Woken Free. As per usual, it has been a couple of weeks now and you should know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We're talking about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and of course, nothing is off the table. And in this episode, we are talking about something truly uh, spooky and very timely for the Halloween season, ghosts. Like really, are ghosts real? So now before we dive deep into this subject, we have to go over some ground rules. First. Make sure you've subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and our YouTube page. Also, make sure you share the episode with your friends, your family. Share us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram talk to us as well on social media. I stay on social media. I don't know about you, Khalil. Sometimes <laughs> lies he tells. But
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: We definitely want to hear from you and we will be having some upcoming guests on the show, so definitely stay tuned for some really interesting interviews and conversations.
1: Each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared our pet peeves. In light of the approaching Halloween scare fest, we wanted to share our favorite type of candy we like to receive in our trick or treat bags. The assortment I prefer, in no particular order at all, dark chocolate, any brand, M&M's, Reese's Pieces, Butterfingers, Hershey's Cookies and Cream, Sweet and Sour Blow Pops, Apples with no hidden foreign objects, and lots of kisses.
0: I can't. Khalil, you said apples with no hidden foreign objects.
1: Yes, because I know some people like to put razor blades in their apples.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what type of Halloween festivities has my husband been subjected to? This is really weird.
1: Yeah, if if, if you're going to give me apples, don't contaminate it, please. Matter of fact, maybe don't give me the apples at all.
0: Okay. But if
1: you do, don't put anything inside them.
0: You're crazy. For me, my list of uh, my diabetes bag includes uh, Skittles, <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch Watermelon, Milky Way, uh, The the I like the caramel Milky Way, actually, specifically, and the dark chocolate one, uh, Snickers, I love white chocolate, uh, Kit Kats, and also, yeah, like, a lot of the blow pop, lollipops, and, and, you know, anything where I can give myself a sugar coma, I'm, like, all about that.
1: Yeah, you love sugary sweets.
0: Yeah, I plan to like be buried in a pile of sugar.
1: I plan to swim in a pool of chocolate.
0: Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we've totally uh, weirded out our listening audience, let's get into it. First and foremost, before we can talk about whether ghosts are real, let's be Woken Free, right? And let's uh, define what are ghosts. So before I break it down for everyone, what do you think ghosts are, Khalil?
1: Well, we've heard the word ghost before Mm -hmm. and have a similar conception of what it actually is regardless of if we believe in them or not.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I looked at the Merriam-Webster definition of Mm ghost and it states it as the seed of life or intelligent, a disembodied soul especially. The soul of a dead person believed to be an inhabitant of the unseen world or to appear to the living in bodily likeness.
0: Thank you for that very thorough definition, hubby. So according to Stefan Wagner at ThoughtCo, a ghost uh, is a spirit of a person who's died, similar to what you said, someone who dies, their physical body, their flesh and blood that allow you to walk and talk, that ceases to exist, but your internal essence or spirit continue on. So he says that spiritualists believe that the things that make up our personality, such as our ego, our intellect, cannot die and instead will carry on in another plane of existence. And then this continued existence is what we commonly refer to as when we're thinking or talking about ghosts. And he describes, uh, further describes how ghosts are created by saying that whether or not a person becomes a ghost after death is going to really be dependent upon many different factors. What have we done during our lives? Ghosts are often unfulfilled. They have unfulfilled goals or dreams and they may remain behind because they didn't accomplish what they wanted to when they were alive. Also, another factor would be personality and emotions. So those who become ghosts often are angry, sad, or emotional, and they're not able to move on from disappointments or heartbreaks, which to me triggers. Uh, what's our uh, What's the movie that I'm, I'm just watching? I loved. Um, remember the boy. He, he cries. Uh, <laughs> not
1: not the grudge.
0: Yeah, like so. I think that, that that's that. <laughs> I think that that's what comes to mind when I think of that. Um, Also, the manner of death. Uh, Most ghosts experience unnatural, sudden deaths, such as a death through murder or freak accident. And then also, uh, this was an interesting one that he shared. Lack of religious service. So ghosts can haunt the living if their death was unrecognized or unacknowledged. If they did not have a proper burial, they'll feel trapped on this plane. Which, again, is that hinting to, like all the slaves who <laughs> died in this country like what's what's that about
1: i wonder if there'd be a limit to how many ghosts can occupy this plane is That's it an excellent unlimited question. It's, yeah everything this is everything has a limit actually i can't see it being unlimited so this place is gonna get pretty crowded and i don't know how ghosts smell but when you get a lot of people in a room and you don't get any air in there it gets kind of smelly kind of funky
0: I can't, I I don't have words. (laughs) It happens. I'm speechless for the first time in my life.
1: So maybe there's like a market for that. Ghosts can have some type of deodorant, like an axe for ghosts.
0: Yes, this is the money-making mind that I love. Amazing, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: That's your million-dollar idea.
0: (laughs) Phenomenal.
1: The next question, Mm -hmm. are ghosts scientifically proven to be real? Hmm. An independent article by Andrew Griffin mentions that if ghosts existed, then they would need to be made of purely of energy, since by their very definition they can't be made of matter. But if they were made only of energy, they would quickly dissipate. Because the second law of thermo- thermodynamic proposes that energy is always lost to heat, the only way that they would be able to avoid that would be to have an incoming source of their own spooky energy. Spooky. But there is nothing to account for that in the standard model of physics or anything we've seen in the particle accelerator. According Mm -hmm. to Professor Brian Cox, an English physicist who serves as professor of particle physics at the School of Physics and Astronomy at the University of Manchester, if ghosts existed, we would need to invent an extension to the standard model of particle physics Mm -hmm. that has escaped detection at the Large Hadron Collider. By the way, the Large Hadron Collider is the world's largest particle accelerator, which is basically a large enclosed track that smashes itty bitty things together.
0: That was a mouthful, Clue. <laughs> okay, so ultimately, uh, sum it up and let's get woken free. So, this uh, Andrew Griffin is arguing that there's not enough energy that would be produced to sustain a ghost, so scientifically, no.
1: Well, the problem, he's saying, is that if ghosts are only energy, mm-hmm. what's, what would keep that energy contained? Energy eventually oh. turns into heat, so that's the issue at hand. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, what would the ghost be made of that can just be sustained in in the reality that we know of?
0: But that's thinking from the scientific perspective, like, totally taking out the idea of a soul or spirituality attached to it, right? Well,
1: if there's a spirit... Mm -hmm. there has to what is the spirit made of that's what it gets into
0: Ah. is it made
1: of is it made of some sort of new energy that doesn't obey any of our laws of physics Mm -hmm. or is it does it behave like energy that we see every day so he argues that without a new sort of energy Mm -hmm. they couldn't exist and if they did have if they did exist in some way the particle accelerator would have probably by now shown that there was some new sort of energy that could come up but as of now there's nothing that mm-hmm. shows that ghosts could exist
0: so it hasn't been proven okay yes so according to benjamin radford the live, uh, live science contributor he claims millions of people are really interested in ghosts and in a 2013 harris poll found that there was 43 percent of americans who believe in ghosts i mean he elaborated elaborated to say Part of the difficulty in investigating ghosts is that there is not one universally agreed upon definition of what a ghost is, so some believe they're spirits of the dead, for whatever reason get lost on their way to the other side, others claim that they're instead telepathic entities projected into the world from our minds. As I read earlier from a different article, uh, you know, there are different ways that people could become ghosts, so that totally makes sense. And he also, speaking about kind of what you were saying about energy, he went on to say it's widely claimed that Albert Einstein of course who we all know suggested a scientific basis for the reality of ghosts based on the first law of thermodynamics so if energy cannot be created or destroyed but only change form what happens to our body's energy when we die is that somehow a manifestation um, could that manifestation be considered a ghost but to speak to your point even if it could it would eventually have to dissipate, it would dissipate right? what's
1: yeah. holding a Back down, what's keeping it around?
0: Yeah, interesting. Huh, okay. I don't know. I guess more to come on that front.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost, hun? (laughs) Well, I'll take this question first.
0: Okay. Truly,
1: the question should be to be or not to be. That is the question. And for me, I have never been a ghost, nor have I seen a ghost.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And very uh, Shakespearean of you. Quite so. so okay not to freak out everyone but i believe i've seen a ghost or two in my day uh to be honest uh you know will it ever be confirmed of course not but as this as you were there when i uh experienced this spooky tale and uh, of course i think we should share a tale or two since it is uh Halloween soon. So let me take everyone back. We are juniors. We're at Penn State. And in, in our junior year, we're living in a part of the main campus called Eastview Terrace. All of our Penn Staters should know what we're talking about. We are Penn State! Yes. And uh, I left your dorm room to go kind of put dishes uh, in the sink and, of course, not wash them. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them in there. For That's you. great. Exactly. Uh, keeping it classy for you to wash them for me. And I remember as I was walking back past the kitchen, there is a door that leads to the stairwell. And I truly, like, through my bones, really believe that as I was walking by this door, I saw an, an image in front of me that was staring at me through the door. And don't laugh. Uh, it was like a scary clown mask, <laughs> like, on a demon-like figure. And I know that sounds really specifically insane, but... <laughs> That is the image that I saw. I've never seen something like that in my entire life. It was truly horrifying. I screamed. I ran into your room. I told you what happened. You looked at me like I had seven heads. And uh, it was uh, it was very unfortunate. Now, okay, did I really see a ghost? I don't know. I mean, I think you could scientifically say, was I probably tired from studying many nights and uh, not getting enough sleep? And uh, maybe it was maybe it was around the October time period as maybe well. Maybe you saw a
1: few scary movies. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because we always maybe you had some
1: scary nightmares and dreams.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we uh, stay watching scary movies. That's my favorite type of genre to watch all year long. Uh, so there are other explanations for it, but one thing I would say is that was one scary experience I've had, and uh, I don't know. I'll I'll leave it. I'll put it in the ether, and everyone can decide what they what they think
1: yeah you're definitely not alone in seeing that as as you mentioned the statistic earlier about 45 percent of americans 43 seeing,
0: i think right yeah 43 percent seeing
1: ghosts so that's it's definitely something you can share with others
0: i love how you're like <laughs> you and all the crazy people can go live in a camp somewhere
1: yes the majority of people don't see that but you are in the minority in that but a big minority
0: Yes, 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 yes. I can only imagine that number is going to grow with shows like Ghost Hunters and, you know, there's a lot of people who's obsessed with this. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, to keep it moving, I will say, well, okay, since there's a lot of us who really like to talk about ghosts and have even say they've experienced ghosts, why are we obsessed over uh, the undead or the, the unnatural? Uh, I can't, I don't want to say her name wrong, but Parmiched Parmar? I believe uh, she's a travel and lifestyle writer, social media expert, photographer, uh, really extraordinaire <laughs> woman. She uh, contributed to a Huffington Post article, uh, and uh, I think it was in Canada, and she kind of talks about what's going on there so she says in developed societies around the world we all too often allow ourselves to become too complacent and accepting of monotony so our daily work schedules our family commitments and even social and engagements are leading to more boredom and monotony more now than ever and paranormal and supernatural entertainment has really gained significant traction in recent years as it offers a unique opportunity for us to escape our daily lives so society's love for zombies vampires other supernatural entertainment really is just a form of escape so ultimately why do we all talk about this why do we feel like there's an entity in the room if no one can see it and it's because i think maybe people are bored and this is kind of what what they're doing
1: i think there's also an obsession over not having loved ones leave your lives Mm. When, when people have deceased friends and family visit them from beyond the grave, mm-hmm. I really think it's just heartache that they're experiencing. Oh, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. In an
1: article by Philip Perry from The Big Think, mm-hmm. he explains some reasons why people experience these encounters with (laughs)
0: ghosts okay
1: the process by which one experiences something that isn't there is called misperceived self-representation sleep paralysis also known as waking dreams usually occurs in the twilight hours of the morning while in between the waking and dream state you can't move and sometimes experience hallucinations Mm. and other things that aren't there so you're kind of like trapped in a dream interesting also, infrared sound, which are vibrations below our normal range of hearing, can also induce feelings of depressions, the chills, and even the suspicion that someone is watching you. It could also induce visual hallucinations or ghosts. Mm-hmm. So those infrared sounds are vibrations that are, I think, about 20 hertz or lower. Mm-hmm. So you can't hear that, but it can actually bring up emotions in you, it can stir you, you can feel it, and it might give you goosebumps or things like that. So the- that's a scientific explanation of why we sometimes get the heebie-jeebies they call them.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that that's definitely a, a contributing factor as well. I think a lot of people really struggle with loss. Uh, I think that the idea of our humanity doesn't become more real until someone we know or love is no longer with us and then we are faced with having to dis- to, to deal with the fact that we're not going to be here forever. So. You know, why not create these entities where, yeah, you know, that person's with us always. I mean, one of my most famous, uh, uh, like, when I was a child, I really loved my aunt cat on my dad's family. And when she died, I was, I think, about eight years old. And it was, it was hard. I mean, I never, I would never go to the extent to say that I felt like I saw her or I felt like she was in the room with me. I would say the idea of a ghost of her would have been cool, though, and would have been comforting. So, interesting point.
1: Yeah, it's just a coping mechanism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If ghosts were real, what is their purpose?
0: Ooh, interesting. What do you think?
1: A ghost's purpose would probably be to haunt people and scare them out of the house that they'd like to live in. You're it, mean. It'd be just a method of evicting people. <laughs>
0: It's a it's a, a really weird real estate technique. I mean like Yeah, so they could they could avoid
1: going through the court systems to get the house of their dreams.
0: Oh gosh. Are you thinking about the uh, the, the haunted house out here in Long Island, the Amityville horror house thing?
1: maybe, maybe but even just like Beetlejuice where those people oh. were in the house and they were trying to scare Beetleju- they were trying to scare everyone from the house. But I think ghosts what they do is they find their dream home and they just haunt that place until <laughs> people leave and eventually abandon it.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, so according to The Atlantic, um, they refer, refer to uh, a natural history of ghosts written by uh, Roger Clark, where he, discuss, he discusses nine varieties of ghosts that have been identified by Peter Underwood, who has studied ghost stories for decades. Underwood's classifications of ghosts include elementals, poltergeists, historical ghosts, mental imprint, manifestations death survival ghosts, apparitions, time slips, ghosts of the living, and haunted inanimate objects. So I, I agree with you. I think that the purpose of a ghost would probably then be tied or tethered to uh, what type of ghost we're talking about, uh, because apparently they come in many different shapes, sizes, and uh, variants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yes, we are getting people woken Free! So, uh, that's, a uh, very interesting and super scary. Uh, next time something falls in our room, I'm gonna be like, what are you? What type of ghost are you? Exactly.
1: <laughs> it must have been a ghost. It must have.
0: Okay, fine, Mr. Skeptical. That takes us to, uh, one other thing before our, your favorite section or portion of our show. And that is, uh, where we, you and me were watching a very, very funny comedy skit by the one and only Paul Mooney. And Paul has a very interesting thought on on ghosts. He says, there are no ghosts, because if there were ghosts, what would happen to all the tons of angry slave ghosts? So what are your thoughts on what Paul Mooney says?
1: Yeah, he he put it quite frankly, just he was real with people. Mm -hmm. He he put it straight out there that if there was ghosts, wouldn't you find all these slaves? Because ghosts, they're usually shown to, to stay on the earth if they're tormented or had some troubling death. And when you look at a lot of these ghost shows, I have not once seen them mention a slave haunting the house. Not once.
0: Mm. I mean, there are actual articles that I came across uh, that we, you know, this this is a very deep subject. So... You know, I definitely don't, uh, we might have to do, like, another episode about this, but there are houses or plantations in our country that are claimed to be uh, haunted, but, you know, I don't know. And haunted
1: by slaves, or haunted by (laughs) the person who owned the house, because they had such a horrible death with all that money that they were piled on.
0: Okay, sir. Um... I would say they're, they're both. They're, they're houses that have re- been reported to being haunted by a former slave, by a overseer, by a, a master, a, a myriad of people who are haunting these houses, um, surprisingly in, like, Louisiana or other parts of the South. So, also, it could just be, like, internal bias from the North. I don't know. Most likely.
1: <laughs> but that's probably what it is. Okay. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So, what, so, what, so what's the scenario? It's scenario time. This scenario is all about spooky events, but you need to guess ghost or no ghost. Are we ready to play? Scenario one. Your family has just moved into a nice old Victorian on a large 10-acre plot of land surrounded by woods. It's been a brutally cold, white winter. You get snowed in the home and don't want to unpack yet. So after dinner, everyone has some hot cocoa and dashes off to bed. You lay in bed in your favorite jammies and decide not to listen to music to get to sleep like you usually do. But you shortly pass out, but are awakened not even one hour later to a large howling sound behind your bedroom curtain. You can see a faint glow creeping around the curtain. Do you get up and see what's going on? Is there a ghost ready to spook your socks off?
0: Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> my answer definitely would be... I, my imagination is quite great, so I would, uh, I would probably guess there's something supernatural going on, but I would not check. I would just run out screaming.
1: (laughs) Par the course. (laughs) So there's actually a good explanation for this. If you listened earlier in the scenario, you would have heard the white winter I mentioned Mm -hmm. and being snowed in. Mm -hmm. So I didn't mention that it probably was a full moon, but the glow of the moon off the snow probably was entering into the window and creating that glow that you see behind the curtain. Ah. So most likely it's just the moon's reflection off the white snow that's surrounding the house. It's probably not a ghost. You could just clever. go to sleep.
0: Clever, clever, clever. Interesting. Okay. No ghost. <laughs> no ghosts. Okay.
1: Scenario two. Finally, all the girls have aligned their schedules so you can all go away together for the first time in a long time. This doesn't happen a lot, so you've decided to do it big and take a trip outside of the country for a week. That's really all anyone can spare. The hostel is mostly a drag, but after dinner, a guest tells you about a party happening tonight after one. Today is the last day of Dia de los Muertos, so you know the fiesta is going to be banging. (laughs) Later that evening, you run to the bathroom and see the reflection of the guest from earlier and start to ask her if she'd like to join your group to the party. When you fully enter the bathroom, you try to look directly at her, but she's not there. You look back at the mirror and just see yourself. Was this an apparition? Did you ever actually speak to anyone?
0: Ooh. I feel like that's tricky. Um, Again, uh, I tend to be dramatic and (laughs) enjoy the idea of ghosts and uh, the undead, so I would assume that there was no one there and that I had just saw something that was not there but what's what's the answer
1: the answer is we may never know ah!
0: <laughs> so it's a possibility very cool very cool
1: scenario three max was your best buddy he always finished the leftover vegetables on your plate he cleaned the french vanilla ice cream off the floor before your mother could yell about keeping the food on the plate or in your mouth He even woke you up when your grandfather's oxygen tank got clogged. Max was the best friend you could not dream of. In broad daylight, you are out with your parents, strolling not through Central Park, but a park that is kind of like the Central Park in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. In not Central Park, you break (laughs) off from your parents and see what looks like Max, running through a group of people, then over the hill and out of sight. Do you chase him, or do you go back to mommy and daddy dearest? Was Max reincarnated into ghost dog?
0: Oh, wow. So this is like a pet cemetery situation. Uh, (laughs) um, No, Uh, so I would say, as being that I've seen children do this, and I'm not a fan of this. uh, Yes, I'm throwing shade. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Do not run away from mommy and daddy, dearest, because you don't know what else you'll be running into. FYI, uh, it's dangerous out in these streets.
1: Especially Uh, in not Central Park.
0: Exactly, exactly. So... I would say no, uh, but maybe try to discover, to think about where Max is buried, but if he was buried near your house, maybe dig him up and see if he's still there, um, if you really want confirmation.
1: But you shouldn't bury your pets in your backyard. That's a no-go.
0: It is, and I actually believe there's some legal stuff that speaks to that. But in some places, it, de- it dep- you have to look at your state laws, I think, right, yeah, and I guess. all of that good stuff and get proper authorization from whoever is involved with that process
1: so the answer to this scenario is not a ghost the -hmm. thing is max he could have been any dog Mm -hmm. not to say that he wasn't special to you but he kind of looked like some other dogs that were in not central park so there's no way that you really know it's max don't chase that dog stay with your parents
0: Mm.
1: max is gone
0: Mm -hmm. sorry
1: to say you gotta live with it, and Max will live on in your heart.
0: But you know what's interesting? Remember that recent movie, a dog's uh, li- a purpose of a, Do- a dog's life purpose. A life's. Pr- yeah.
1: A life's purpose. Or... I think a
0: life purpose. Yeah, it's about a dog and how he's reincarnated, and he keeps uh, living all these lives. So you know, yeah, it might your Max or your your Max might be gone, but he could come back. I and mean, be that was a really great movie i mean I he could yeah <laughs> your next dog
1: could actually be max you wouldn't even know
0: yeah it's
1: it's hard to tell
0: yeah so but it's you're definitely right. a possibility when, when we lose people we can't yeah we can't endanger our lives running after you know what we think could be because whatever it was here is no longer with us so Good advice. don't
1: go chasing the mortar <laughs> exactly. stick to those riverbanks
0: exactly very very true so it looks like we have uh, come to that time again, and uh, I cannot believe it's already here because we had so much fun for our eighth episode of Woke, Woke and Free. Free. <laughs> Oh, my. And it was really quite the episode, talking about ghosts, whether they're real, how do we deal <laughs> with the different uh, scenarios that could or could not be speaking to these uh, entities. And uh, I think what we'll do is I will decide are we going to leave them hanging? I don't know. No!
1: On our next episode, we will be discussing whether conscious rap is dead. If hip-hop should die before I wake, I put an extended clip inside of my AK. Go to every station, wreck the DJ. Go to every station, wreck the DJ. Make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesdays to join the conversation at www.wokenfree.com
0: gotcha and if you want to be a guest on Woken Free you definitely should holler at us submit a topic that you would love to talk about on the contact page at wokenfree.com and we would also love to hear your thoughts about upcoming episodes or what we've talked about in the past on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at wokenfree.
1: If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Till next time, folks.